mix that's it up. It, that's it, yeah. Good morning. This is a good morning. Guten Morgen. Guten Morgen. <laughs> How are you doing today? Well, this is, uh, the listeners don't know this is take two. <laughs> totally just called you <laughs> Totally. We did the best intro that will never be heard. We did. It happens. It is. It is a night. Um, I I did a recording with Tom Ackerman and Marcelo Balboa before the St. Louis City game, and I was just there to facilitate the Zoom. And like immediately when one of them got on, like record. It's like already. I'm like my greatest fear is to not hit record. So ah. yeah, Jin selling me out here. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Got it going. All the bright lights were on, except for the most important one, and that would be the red one. The record button. So. The, the record. So we're going to do this Welcome part two. Welcome to Soccer Mom Sunday. It is <laughs> Soccer Mom Sunday on a Sunday morning. Uh, we The first intro song was much more chill and relaxed, but uh, our guest here on Take Two is like, I really prefer rap, so here we go. Ooh. Oh, oh, yeah. my kids are like that a lot. Yeah, for sure. Run the jewels. We're going to walk in. Now she's getting a little energy. Jen, how you doing? Um, Good. Tired after Sunday. It was a, for, for me, it was a long just in terms of broadcast, you know, from being on the pregame, pre-pregame to the pregame. And it was the first time we had, uh, usually if the team travels, I don't go. I might have a recorded piece, but we kind of, you know, I should say quarter center backed it and quarterbacked it from the studio, which was a, kind of a fun thing to try and give a shot. We got we got to go at it. <clears throat> well, just to kind of uh, paint the picture, we're we're chatting the first time after our beloved City SC got bounced. Um, yeah, you know it's been a tough it's been a tough. <laughs> How tough many notifications did you get on Twitter that oh my you God. had been tagged? <laughs> um, en- enough to. <laughs> <clears throat> quit looking. <laughs> it was a lot. But, you know, but, but again, we made our bed. You know, did. Be, because... Did. You and, did. And here's where I want to go with this, because I, I don't want to try and replicate our conversation from earlier, which was a really good one, by the way. Uh, nobody will know. But what I, what, what Take I want... Take our to, word for it. Here's, here's part two of it. I believe that in sport in general, I don't care what level, whether it's CYC or MLS, rivalries are good. Rivalries are good. And, and I think from a fandom standpoint... There has to be a certain amount of vitriol included in the rivalry. Otherwise, it's just like kind of kissing cousins. Like, eh, <laughs> I don't like you. Meh. It's kind of boring. Yeah. And it, and I think for, for many also Cardinal fans, it, you know, brings up, I think I saw some some memes of the, you know, the call in the... Oh, 85. 85. I was like, 80-something. Yeah. Uh, or Don Decatur. <laughs> Yeah, no. I mean, it's one of those things that Sporting KC's had a 26-year head start. And it took us eight months to catch up and meet them in the playoffs, right? Yeah. And that's where we're going to go from this. And today's episode is actually, I love it because it literally embodies the core of my argument against most of the my Kansas City fans, um, is that we are a soccer town that develops talent first. Yeah, it took us a while to get an MLS team. We've had measurable speed bumps. And you know one thing I thought about the other day that nobody's ever really talked about or pointed out? We had Stan Kroenke in our backyard for the first 10-plus years of the league. We were never going to get a team. No. No, they weren't going to put soccer here with football. No, with the, not. With the football that you don't play with the foot. And with him, and he had already had his eyes set on Colorado. Right. 
So, like, we were behind the eight ball as it was. Yeah. So, and again, I, again, we don't want to replicate that amazing conversation that never got on tape. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it, they are in, as Lutz Fan and Shield would say, they, they checked a lot of boxes that they didn't think they were going to check, especially in year one. That was a year two box getting in the playoffs. As far as accomplishments. Yeah. yeah. Even getting in the playoffs was year two, much less being top of your conference. And, you know, it's a lot of lessons learned. They, we saw... How many times did Coach Carnell rotate a lineup, right? More than probably any other coach. And learned a bunch of things on the way. And had the highs, had some lows. And then I think at the end, got to have a taste of what the grind really looks like at the end. And now you can plan for that in year two. Well, you know, the one thing that I will regurgitate here is, you know, it's, it's spend. Kansas City was middle of the pile within the league at close to 16 million in payroll. We're second from the bottom at 10.8. <clears throat> that gap will close, and the visible gaps that we saw on the field, especially over the last three or four games, um, a lot of those will be addressed. Um, you know, we're realistically going to lose probably a third of the faces uh, that were really City Two kind of plus ones going mm -hmm. into this year. Um, <clears throat> so. It's going to be fun. It's going to be new. Yeah. And we're just going to keep doing what we do. I mean, the stadium's not going anywhere. Our fandom isn't going anywhere. Our clubs aren't going anywhere. Our development is going nowhere. So. Well, and, and unlike um, any other expansion team, this team's success makes them start earlier next year. So I was just on a broadcast planning call thinking, like, we're going to go on a break for a little bit. And it's like, no, no, we're not. Not for very long. We're already going to think about January, where I'm not. I wasn't a, a regular expansion team that finishes toward the end like they're supposed to. Yeah. You're not getting that for several more years. So. Well, they're yeah. going to need four to six weeks of prep minimum going into the first competitive match that they're going to play, which is going to be CONCACAFs. Yeah, it's not that long away. It's February. Mm -hmm. It's uh, 23rd, something like that. I, I don't even. It's towards the end of February. So, look, New Year's is going to hit. And they're called and back to camp, I'm sure, yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah. So, here we are. So, yeah. So, you've um, eaten it from Kansas City. And, <laughs> and you know that, uh, as, you oh know, my God. you had to. And I appreciate that. But it, you know, there will be a way that we have to make sure that you know, every once in a while when you guys in the soccer dad pod side are here, we're handing it to Kansas City like we're supposed to, that we remember there's one of our own over there on a different team. Absolutely. Team I'm super interested in. Um, and you, even though it's from Kansas City, it's still a name. I, I what side, what side of the river Wizard. is that stadium? I, I, I don't know. That's very important. Okay, I need, I'm going to look that up. Look, I'll look it up. It oh, is Missouri. Oh, oh, see, oh, there we go. Okay, well, so it comes from a soccer state. There, see? So they will, out of the gate, be exponentially better. <laughs> boom, boom. Well, that is a great segue to welcome in Alex Pfeiffer, St. Louisan, newest member of Kansas City Current. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And Kate, her mom, who gets to be here and not dad not, not dad. dad not dad's here brian soccer mom <laughs> soccer mom <laughs> slash uber slash oh, yeah. uber uh, for sure not for long though financial service person <laughs> oh my god i was joking with my friend the other day i was like who would have thought i would have turned out to be the ultimate soccer mom this is not like what we had talked about when i was a kid so it's cool though it's really cool i just remember seeing you guys we we both uh, lived in oakville together i lived there at the same time and my, my oldest daughter is just a year behind you, uh, Alex. And so when, many times when they're super little, you just take 
them all. Three to five years old, you're kicking around the ball. Yeah. I think you guys kicked around the ball at yeah. Gallagher together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so just thinking about that journey of way back when, when we're kind of all like just bright eyed and being like, I don't even know what's happening here, but but here it is now. Yeah. And remind me of when that was announced. Like I've got a bunch of articles up and I'm like, when technically, when did you know? Mm. I guess I should say. <laughs> I think. And you can't say when I was seven. No, <laughs> I think, I don't know. When I knew I wanted to do this, I think it was last year. I, it's always been a dream of mine to like, oh, I want to go pro. Like this is my dream. But I think last year and like the tours, like getting to this year, like that just came more realistic for me and even especially this summer that just came like looking at the options for college and I was just like well like kind of weighing each one and I kind of looked at the pro option and I was like I think this is what's going to benefit me the most yeah I mean when you look back to 2023 which isn't even over yet yeah. Alex ECNL national champion ECNL national player of the year now Kansas City's Kansas City current's first ever under 18 signing and I think it says the yeah. fourth youngest <clears throat> player to sign him with an NWSL team a league that is still very young it only has 12 teams here at yeah. this point and what a massive impact to have you know a home home state grown player <laughs> uh you know in into this you know mls level you know it's yeah. our pro level team uh congratulations thank you so much so were you thinking about this when to jb's question when you were just an itty bitty and i got to coach you a little bit yeah i remember one time telling you um i really you to do something on the field we were like this is just like little 7v7 yeah. or 5v5 yeah. um and it was so funny because you were so competitive back then as well which yeah. i love because that's <laughs> the easiest player to coach right? It's, right it's more holding you back which it was probably one of those where i'm yeah. like maybe maybe let her teammate have the ball or something like that right because <laughs> you're so little and you're so little and kids don't know they just go get the ball right everyone mm. just goes that hurdles around hurdles it. around right exactly heard heard ball um but yeah and so you've stayed so played with queen of all saints yep in many a um what's that called city county yeah city county? yeah city county did you take that all the way to eighth grade did you know because i left queen in seventh grade so i okay. played did i play seventh grade or because we won in fifth and sixth and then seventh grade i don't think i played and then i was i finished after sixth grade and all I the other cyc the teams went Thank you. <laughs> I remember it was they, so did, competitive. Did, did the other teams like approach the archdiocese yeah. and say, this girl's got to go? Yeah, she's got to no, go. No, I just remember the finals. They were so heated. Like people were like really getting heated, into yeah. each other. And I'm like, it's CYC, guys. Like this isn't even an ECNL game. Speaking hey, of Alex, rivalry, we feel, though, we feel yeah. you. We talk about that all the time. Speaking of rivalry, though, like remind me of who, I think oh, mostly gosh. it was the state. It was either SMMA. That was a big oh, rivalry, and like, and like their point. tournament. They hosted like a tournament right before like CYC season would That's start. That's right. They and had it, the pre, we had the post. And like, yeah, we would like that was who the final was like us and them. And I just remember like it would get so heated because like yeah, <laughs> but we would ultimately meet somebody like all the West County teams, yeah, right? like, in like the, the central, the South the, Central group, like Saint Peter's, yeah, to Peace. Let, let me ask a question to Mom real quick because <clears throat> you know we're talking about that early drive, that early competitive bone. You know, you know, Jen, you saw it with her personally from a from a player standpoint. But you, as mom, you and you and dad, was there a point where you were watching and the drive or the tenacity or competitiveness? Did you realize at an early age, like that's not normal? Like, it's elevated. Yeah, so there's two things. Alex One. is giving her such the side eye right now. She's like, <laughs> what's mom going to say? Yeah. what she's going to say. Yeah. Oh, we're so good the, at that. Just wait. There's more. <laughs> the first 
instance of her touching a soccer ball in an organized fashion, and when I, I say organized very loosely, was actually at St. Margaret Mary. It was like one of those, like you go once a week, it was almost like a co-ed, yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah. Mm-hmm. and the kids just run with the ball. So we got her these pink shoes and we got her this pink ball and like they were just supposed to kick the ball around and kind of share and pass or whatever. And somebody wanted to kick her ball and she was like, absolutely not. Like I am running away with this ball at my feet. You can't have it, it's my ball. (laughs) Right, so that that was the first one. The second one was like when she first started playing soccer and we threw her into everything. Like we did not, you know, like as you all do, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you do basketball, you do yeah. volleyball, you, you do you softball. You don't know, so you, you do, do it all. All of it, right? Um, but her first foray into soccer in kindergarten—you know—you get jumbled up and put on whatever That's team. That's right, right. So she was with a bunch of girls that she didn't know, and her coach didn't really like. Nobody knew what anybody was capable of, so they put her in goal, <laughs> and she played goal like the first like half of the game. And I was like, oh my gosh, she actually like dove for the ball and she like kind of knew what she was doing and then um, they were like okay we're going to switch it up and so they put her out in the field and then she scored like six goals and I was like okay so that's different and then she just kept doing that and I was like I don't I have no idea where that came from I did cartwheels in the you backfield can't play soccer. When, when I played CYC soccer like Brian's a decent athlete but I was like that's weird so yeah it was it was kind of like that, but then that carried over into other sports too. Like she, you know, so, wanted to win all the things. So, so part B, real quick. Then, yeah. you were clearly not the soccer player as a no. child, right? No. Oh no. Uh, what about dad? Who's was? Where did soccer? Was soccer part of the family bloodline at all? He played everything. Like he, he was the youngest of seven, so he played all the sports. I mean, he mainly played hockey, and yeah, he's he a played. Guy. He played soccer. His brother played soccer. So I don't. I mean, so youngest of seven, that's where the uh, competitive oh, tenacity sure. came from. Is that? Yeah, uh, for sure. Got it. For sure. Yeah. He was fighting for everything. So thinking about back then and with my daughter only being a year behind you, um, when did do you remember when you decided to go the select route? So select club. I grew up saying select. Everybody says yeah. club now. But when you when it was that, hey, CYC ball is awesome, but maybe it's not quite enough or maybe she needs a little bit more than that because you did both for a while. Yeah. Um, what? So I, I feel like I, I remember you being about seven ish. Yeah. Is that about right? Yeah. But like, so what think, made you look at it? Well, it was you, I think we somehow got hooked up with you guys, right? And like, yeah. it was like, hey, let's go out to Gallagher and we'll just, you know, do one of those 77 so Friday, it was night, like Friday lights, night lights. Right? It was like Friday night lights. Yeah. So <laughs> fun. And like, that was our first. It, it, I mean, is there anything better than Friday no, night lights? So I don't cute. know if the kids like it, but the everyone parents usually it. have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really I, good everyone time. loves it. It's a win win. Even when it rains, like, you're just like, okay, everybody go to the. They just run around. They just run around. Go to the clubhouse. So um, then we just got a team together. Like we, there was a bunch, bunch of girls. There was a bunch of girls that were your age um, from my school. From school. So yeah. it basically took our CYC team ah, kind okay. of to Gallagher. Carlton Williams was our coach. Yeah, I remember Carlton. And um, so they all played together for like that first year. I feel like in the fall and the spring. Yeah. Um, bunch of tournaments. A bunch of tournaments. And she just loved it. She just, that's that's what she wanted to do. And then, you know, we kind of went from there. <clears throat> and then I would say grade. it's probably a, a mixture of you playing, right? And yeah. then, you know, the club's watching, every, every club's watching um, and taking a look at who's now different from all the, you know, you, you, you step up a level yeah. and then you look for people to differentiate themselves. And there are those athletes that go early and they differentiate themselves. How did you get then picked? Because I know that Gallagher, if they're still in the same system, yeah. usually has like, um, well, as you get older, like ECNL, ECNL RL, 
but then like navy, green. At some point in time, they were like, you need to move up. How did that, do you remember that? Or was that a mom story? Well, <laughs> I played for Missouri Rush for two years. Oh, is that right? I forgot yeah, about I that. Yeah, I left. I went to Missouri Rush for two years, and I played what? Was, she I, played up. It was 06, I guess, because I was still with all my schoolmates. And then I came back and played one season with 07 Elite, and then I played that season after that, Stitch brought me to an 06 tryout, because that's when they were going to ECNL. Yeah. And so he was like, just come out and try out one night, and I had never played 11v11 in my life. And so they just threw him on a field of scrimmage, and I was like, all right, I'm just going to run around in this, like, striker area of the field, stay on side. And so after that, Stitch, I think, called my dad, and he was like, they want her to play on the 06 ECNL Navy team. And I was like, oh. And, like, I had practiced those girls, like, the whole year. Like, I was I was close to a few of them. So I was like, oh, okay. And I thought it was, like, super cool, and I was excited. So that's a couple of steps up. I mean, not only are you stepping up in age, but, you know, to step up in age and they're at their higher level. Yeah. That's a big, that's a big deal. Yeah. So does that then put you uh, in relationship at all in those younger years of playing with, like, Grace Restovich, who's um, – because she's, she's older than you. She's an o- yeah, she's an 06. 06. Would you have played with her back then, or maybe not? You guys I didn't, didn't cross paths, I don't think, that until ECNL that year. ECNL year. Because uh-huh, okay. she always played 05. Yeah. Yeah. ECNL. Well, Nobody plays their age. <laughs> let, let me ask you this question, though, about those years. Just from a kid perspective, um, you know, because you're, you're, you're moving around a little bit, you know, quickly from CYC to, out to Rush, and now you're com- back to Gallagher. You're trying out, and now you're moving up an age group. Was it always about soccer for you first, or did you ever like, you know, have some consternation or, or uh, stress or doubt about maybe not being with friends, or how did you balance that priority as, as a young, young woman? For me, it was soccer first. Like I knew I was gonna make friends, like no matter what team I was on. So I just focused on like what team could develop me more and like get there faster, I guess. So that's why I kind of went to the six team as well. I don't know that she would have said develop me more back in like yeah. second grade. No, but I mean, still, I mean, she would just wanted to be I wanted challenged want, yeah. and wanted to be in a place where she was playing with like players, right? Like. In, just score goals. That's all she ever were, really wanted to do. Were you cognizant at the, at the earlier ages that when you did play with peers, it was just too easy? I feel like when I played like my own age, or, like when I was younger, like some people like didn't really want to be there. I was like, oh, my parents kind of dragged me out here type of thing. And that was like the complete opposite of me. Like I was like, oh, can I go to practice yet? Like, am I like, is it time? And I feel like that's kind of where it was different. And like they sometimes didn't want to be out there. And I always did. Is that the ultimate, it, there might not be a right answer to this, but difference between somebody who eventually gets to your level and, and those who don't, which is also fine, but that, you know, there is a time, and I don't know, I think it happens earlier than it happened maybe to us, Kate and JB, but there is a time when you sacrifice, right? And we already yeah. know parents sacrifice, and but that you also, like, there are dances you don't go to or you know that that can't go I got soccer is a common phrase and for somebody that's going to go and take it to the level you are you're going to say that a lot does that bother you I mean it doesn't bother me that I missed like I know last year I missed a ton of stuff but at the same time I look at like what's going to help me get better and so that's where I kind of just like okay like it's okay that I'm not hanging out with my friends this weekend or I'm not going to the stands because I know like in a year or two, like, I'm going to be better off somewhere else, I well, think. Well, I, I do have, may, maybe you could kind of address this, because yeah. the, within our world of soccer, right, on both sides, uh, there's a lot of naysayers that want to kind of throw shade at the academy process, kids that do miss out on yeah. homecomings and things like that. Can you speak a little bit to 
kind of the emotion, uh, the, the, the love that you have for competing yeah. and how some of these experiences, and I, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, yeah. but do some of these experiences, as far as you know, as a 15-year-old young woman, mm-hmm. are those the memorable experiences that you look back on and, and that you take pride in that make you feel good, much as somebody that's like, oh, I went to homecoming and I was on homecoming court. Do you, Can you describe how important it is and how fun comes into play when you make the decisions you make. Yeah, I feel like for me, like making those decisions like, oh, I know I have this dance or like someone invited me, like I would rather go to my soccer game the next morning and be ready to compete because that's what makes me happy and that's what's fun because I knew like, what is this dance going to do? Like, yeah, I go for two hours and have fun, but like in life it doesn't mean anything like the next morning playing that game like that will mean something to for you years right? To come, right yeah for sure oh. and, and, like, I, and I, no, I mean, what I mean by that is I, I like the way you're describing it because I'm just thinking about like I have a friend a friend of a friend who's gonna go do a marathon I'm like why why would you do that That's a, like I did a half twice and I don't ever <laughs> so you I, hate I just, yourself I you're them, running 26 I, yeah, I, just, I just add them together I'm like I did one too I didn't yeah. and I barely got through the two halves that I did but for in some way, shape, or form, she finds fun in that, right? I think right. it's grueling and gross. I don't want to do that at all. But even when she finds it grueling and gross, she finds it fun. And I think yeah. that what you're maybe describing is that your fun might just be in that game. So, yeah. so you know, it's just like, you know, sometimes you may not, you know, if you <clears throat> maybe go out the night before and have the dance but you play in your game the next day you're going to sacrifice that game that would maybe bother you more than, yeah, that than would, the other way that, yeah that would make me more upset I think especially if I played bad I'd be like whoa I wasted last what? night and I played bad <laughs> mom how hard is it for you and dad to kind of see your child go through this process and you know you, you readily admit you state I was not that kind of an athlete. You yeah. probably experienced more of the things that we're talking about. Yeah. How do you as a parent manage that expectation, seeing the things that you did that she's clearly missing, but understanding the drive on the other side? I think it's a it's a trade-off, really. I mean, like, I, you know, yeah, we went to dances and we, you know, did all the kind of what I would call normal high school things. Um, that, thank God, there was no social media. <laughs> thank God. Um, <laughs> Nothing's documented. <laughs> yeah, and, and but I look at her and I, I think this is an extraordinary life that she wants to lead. And so I think the trade-off is she's got great friends, right? Like you just saw, and they're, yeah. and they're, they're uber supportive and super sweet, and they want to see her as, as often as they can. So I think we try to make sure, like, when she's here or when she's, you know, like we've already tried to kind of, you know, connect her with some people that are maybe her own age in Kansas City that we barely know, right? Just to kind of give her that social balance because she is still 15, almost 16, um, needs to be able to have some of those social skills and kind of like experiences. But at the same time, like she said, like this is her, this is her big dance, right? Like she wouldn't, and, and no offense to anybody, but she would never give up like watching Man City play to go get her hair done for a dance. That's just not her. Right. right? Why not Chelsea? <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh. <laughs> you got to leave, Jay. I understand. I'm going to pot it down. <laughs> yeah, you can mute me. Man City but, you know, fan. you gave me so many questions when you asked that, uh, Kate, said that, Kate, because I'm thinking each summer, like 
what is it, early June, mid-June-ish, I feel like parents in the youth game around the area are stressing. I did, you know, when your kid's thinking about even changing clubs. I mean, this is a change on a massive scale to go play pro. Mm -hmm. Even even college decisions are huge, right? Like the planning process, there's already, Marin's only a freshman and there's already meetings for planning. And I'm like, I don't want to think about college right now. Why we got to talk about that? Right. And, And so what a big decision. And your kid is, your your young lady is still a minor. Wow, that yeah. had to be such a hard thing for you and Brian and, and you to talk through, Alex. Yeah, yeah. So I can talk a little bit about like kind of how we got to this point. So like this summer, like as is the case for anybody in, you know, ECNL or whatever kind of level you're playing, college recruitment is the is the process right like you're all in this to like gain exposure go to showcases and and get people interested in use for that scholarship um and that was the path that we were on like she was you know thinking about okay let me make this list of the top whatever schools i want to consider um but then i don't know what happened this summer <laughs> <laughs> she kicked ass. That's what she did. <laughs> That's what happened. Uh, did you read all my checks? I, I just as champion player of the I year. I can't even explain to you all. Like <laughs> it was, it was wild. It was wild just being at that first game, and she scored six goals in that opening game, and I was like, "This is wild." What like, did she eat for breakfast? Everyone was different. asking you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like Panera. Um, <laughs> so then, like that just kind of snowballed all the things, and this was not even. I mean. You listen to your kids say, I want to go pro. You know, she's she even still, like, I want to go pro. Okay, I want to go to Europe. Okay, I want to do this thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. not, I don't think going to stop. But I didn't really believe it, right? So, like, then we get kind of, you know, hooked up with some people who are like, hey, do you want to, you know, maybe even check out and see what this environment is like, right? So she had the opportunity to go and train. And I think for her, she was like, this is where I want to be. Like, I think this is it and and this is the level and we were like okay um well let's talk about what that looks like right like we just were like oh go train and and see you know how you do kind of thing we just thought that that was just like a, a thing that we're gonna do for a few weeks and then and then we'll come back and you're like you you're like be that, normal again. you were gonna go home and be like that was fun that was fun <laughs> and then we're just gonna go back <laughs> to gallagher that's and, how it was after the first week you're like oh that was a fun week now yeah. let's go back home you guys and alex is games. like uh dude we need to talk <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, i gotta stay here <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to leave well yeah so let me let me ask you alex specifically you know this past year um with everything that was going on with the call-ups to the national team and what your ecnl team was doing that was completely unprecedented um when did you know? When did you know, like, you, you, you know how there's a saying in sports where an athlete will say, I'm in the zone. Mm-hmm. I know I'm in the zone. I can't yeah. miss this shot, this putt, this whatever. When did you know you were in the zone and what was the telltale for you? I feel like when I got to KC and I was training that first week and I was, I was doing things I didn't expect myself to do in that environment. And I was like, <clears throat> all right, this, this is it. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to be. And I remember talking to the GM and she was like is this really what you want and I was like yeah and I looked at my mom and she, I was like yeah this is what I want and she was like okay then because I don't think anyone really expected me after that first week to like make that decision or think that's what I want to do and but you knew right then I knew I, I knew after the first training session I, this is where I want to okay be. what was it about the first training session then just that caliber of player I mean they're and they're also most of them are quite a bit older than you yeah yeah that yeah they're 
I'd say a fair amount older than me, but yeah. just the environment and what we were doing and playing and all that. And I was holding my own ground and competing. And I was like, well, if I can do this, why not continue doing this over the next few years? And <laughs> they had to, that uh, kudos to the club then too, because yeah. you're only going to feel like that if they make it an environment where one, you have to be competitive, but two, you also have to be welcome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I, yeah. I felt I was very welcome there by everyone. No matter how much older they were than me, they were they so, were welcome. So let's back up like an hour and a half from the first session when you guys were pulling into town. You're settled. You're getting ready. You're, put, you know, putting on your cutoffs and you're you're ready to roll out there. What was going through your guys' mind? Was there, uh, were you just chomping at the bit? Were you anxious? Were you like, mom? Were you like, holy shit, here we are? <laughs> you know, what was the what was going through your guys' head? I think she just approached it like she does any kind of competitive situation. Like she really does have this kind of routine and that she goes through and she was like, okay, I'm going to get myself in this frame of mind to be able to go out there and compete today and show them what I'm capable of. And then hopefully I'll be able to do that day after day this whole week. And then, and then we'll see where it goes. Right. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think really the gravity of all of it. I don't even think has really sunk in. I, I said it to somebody today. I was like, doesn't feel quite real yet because we're you know we're back home and we're just kind of like the announcement happened and we're kind of making plans to you know get ourselves up there and do all that stuff so it's just it's kind of like it's one day at a time but I think she's just approached it like this is just any other competition that I've kind of prepared myself for mentally and physically and you as mom <laughs> Yeah, it's similar. Like, honestly, it's like... It's I like, think you had no expectations of me to do anything. I had anything. zero expectations. Yeah. I was just like, okay, so I'm going to drop you off. I'm going to come back to this hotel room, and I'm going to work all day. Yeah. And then I'm going to go back and pick you up. <laughs> and then we're just going to, like... It's just like another soccer it's mom. It's just like another you, soccer you gotta day. drop off. Like, I'm just going to drop my kid off at pro training. Um, <laughs> so, and, and I think we, we really just always want to support her and want her to be happy and I think that was the that was the funniest thing that the second day she got in the car and she was like ma this is it this I mean just to see the joy and happiness on your kid's face like you couldn't yeah. couldn't ask for anything more and so I'm just like okay well then let's 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 talk about what this looks like that's really I was actually kind of leads to my next question is how do you it, it maybe maybe there's no real answer maybe it depends on you and your kid and the dynamic between you but like keep stoking the fires of dreaming while also, you know, every once in a while, like when my 12 year old is like, tells the MLS players he meets that, you know, I'm not going to be in the MLS because I'm going to be in Europe. And I'm like, you're 12. But it also like, I want him to keep like, keep his feet on the ground, but I don't want to crush his dreams. But I also know that the percentage is so low. For sure. How do you walk that line? I don't know. I don't know. We talk about this all the time. Yeah. I feel like there's definitely parents out there that are my kid is the best, my kid's gonna go pro, and I'm putting all my eggs in that basket, right? Like, I think oh, there yeah. are some, I don't know, I don't personally know them, so, but <laughs> we I- do. We do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then they're there. Then they exist. We were never those people, we just always were like, work hard, just work hard, and, and keep chasing your dreams, and good things will happen, you know? And I think, I think that's the Midwest maybe humility or something, or maybe it's the Gallagher humility and respect that you have for the game and for your, you know, just well, the process. I, I mean, I have a little bit of a theory, and you'll probably agree with me. You, you guys, are, you're not a soccer house. You, you, no. You know, that's like, because a lot of the people that we know that we just said we do, those mm -hmm, people, mm -hmm. uh, do tend to have 
expectations. Yeah, well, deeper roots, you yeah. know, historically, whether it was a high school championship or yeah. whatever it was, yeah. in which they're projecting a lot of these expectations. So kudos yeah. to you guys, because what I'm picking up here, you, Alex, you drove the car. Yeah. You kind of steered your own expectations. It's your, your dream, not yeah. mom and dad's dream. They were just there to support me and not, I guess, Uber me too, but <laughs> be happy for me and just... Yeah, Fill eventually you're going to get a bill. Yeah. You're going to get a bill. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I hope you're you're adding to the invoice, Kate. Oh, my gosh. The club soccer it's fees. It's long. <laughs> well, I will say this. Like, there's there's no... We we did, you know, kind of... Ex, we expected her to work hard. Like we said, if, you, if you're going to do this and if you're going to be in the ECL... Your time and your money. And, and you're going to, you know, spend all this time practicing and training on your own and doing all this stuff... You have to go out and perform. Well, that's that's a quid pro quo that we as parents, when we do have children that excel at sport, obviously you do. We have high-performing kids as well. Yeah. Like, you don't mind putting in the time, or, or frankly, even the investment, when you see discipline, when you see motivation, when you see those things. Right. So, I mean, maybe I'm putting the supposed answer before the question. Was it easy for you to go through this process when you saw her doing those things on the field, off the field, and just how she mentally reacted to it? Yeah, I think she carries herself in a way that's way older than what she actually is. Like the maturity that she has and the, like you talked about it earlier, the sacrifice. Like it's not just, oh, sorry. It's not just the um, time and it's missing things. It's getting up, going to bed early, eating the right things rest, recovery, nutrition, like all of it. Like she's, she's driven all of it. Like we, I knew nothing. Brian's learned a lot about like, okay, here's what you need to take for this. Here's what, you know, like here's all the kind of strategies that you need to put in place to make yourself successful. But it, you're right. It was her driving the car because if it wasn't, we wouldn't do it. Curious. Like my son plays oh. soccer, but I'm like, mm. he uh, just goes out and plays. How, how old is brother? He's 13. He plays volleyball. He's, well, he's he, good at that. He, he let soccer go this past year, and now he's just playing volleyball. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was, like, for him, it was, like, a, let me go out and have fun and, like, you know, kind of. That was out. more of friends. He was, like, friends I'm going to do it with my friends. And there's different levels different. of where people want to compete, right? Yeah. Some be, You can be competitive in a multitude of ways, right? Like, you right. can be the best CYC player. You can be the best on slices premier team you may choose to step up there's all kinds of competitive levels it's like how competitive do you want to be and what are you willing to do to get it question i have for you though is um i work with a lot of athletes on mindset training and mental skills and and it's where you know all those physical repetitions you do over and over and over and over we saw it we saw it in our recent mls game we saw it in the women's world cup where we've got you know true pros that know how to take a penalty kick and it doesn't yeah. get missed on physical skills it's it's this stuff do you do anything else that like kind of gets you on you know tuned in mentally for either practices and or games other than listen to hip-hop <laughs> <laughs> uh actually i talked to someone about mental so Good. i feel like she helps me a lot just Excellent. like visualization and like writing down like stuff before and after training really has helped me and like finding something that i can do even before or after training that kind of like stops me from doing anything else and like I'm just focused on like coloring or like reading a book like I'm not worrying about anything else I just drop what I'm doing so I feel like that's helped me significantly in the past 
two, three months. So Alex Pfeiffer just said it. Working on your mental game with whoever you work on it with, it does not matter, is is just important, right? Yeah. It's all the touches that you take and all the things that you do physically, you have to also then take time to get that brain focused on either what you want it focused on or maybe not focusing yeah. on some things that you don't want it to focus on. Well, yeah, let me ask you a mental question then because I, you know, there's so many different types of players and, you know, and Jen coaches so many different types of athletes, but you have, especially at the competitive level, you know, when you think about your your camp mates or even you know, your yeah. UCNL team, these are these are girls that are at the top of the game, right? Um, and you probably see this because I see this with my son and their team, mm -hmm. where there's a difference between players that have a mindset, they play, and specifically when they make a mistake or whenever something adverse occurs and how they react. There yeah. are those that respond physically, emotionally. Double down. Yeah, they're, they're, you can see the reaction to the negative. And then there are those players that just seem as if they already forgot what happened. Yeah. How do you, within the flow of a game and with, it, with your teammates, when adversity occurs, you get scored against, so you make a mistake or turnover or whatever it is, do you dwell? Do you think? Do you go back? Do you? How, how do you handle you know, micro and macro yeah. failures on the field and off the field. I'm going to be honest, uh, two, probably... Mom is laughing. <laughs> I struggled We prefer severely. lies on this show. No. <laughs> I struggled really bad with this, like, from a young like age. a few months ago, like, honestly. It was she's pretty She's a work bad. in progress, I will say. Yeah. Like, I, I would get so upset if I hit the crossbar or if my teammate, like, I gave them a great <clears> ball and they just, it messed up. Like, I would take that as, oh, that was my fault. And then I would get so wrapped up in myself. And, like, sometimes it would affect the next play. But after that, I think I started, like, realizing, oh, like, oh, I can't get over, like, I got to get over this. And, like, I have to keep going. There's 85 plus more minutes. I just made a mistake in the first five minutes. That's not going to affect. If I let it affect me, it's going to affect the last 85. But if I don't, then I can have a great game and forget about what I just did. Yeah. Do you internalize it or are you more vocal whenever you do get frustrated? I'm more internal. Like, you can see it off of me, but I'm not going to go <coughs> yell or, like, scream or kick or anything. Like, that's just, I just keep it inside. Yeah. Which is going to cool. be hard. I mean, it can be hard on you, too. Yeah. Like, every once in a while, it's not bad for, you know, you, wanna, you don't want to rip your own player down. But at the yeah. same time, to, to have a frustration, to internalize that, because you're also trying to right, stay a good teammate. Yeah keep the vibe of the team good that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself yeah it was it, it was difficult i feel like especially in the spring i struggled pretty bad with that it was hard but yeah. i feel like we've gotten over that and it's did, gotten much better did you guys lose a game that the spring was we the spring is different <laughs> it's different because like everyone on my team goes and plays high school yeah so i was with girls that are 08s 07s 09s like it's a combined like gallagher does like a spring super right. cup yeah. team you play against Composite, boys you play of, against yeah. other ecnl clubs that do the same thing and that was just really hard for i think me. it was you were in and out of so many different environments like right? i was like there. she was at u.s camp and then yeah. she was there and then she was that was the hardest part going from being at a u.s level then coming back and being at this level and I was like like it was just so different but I think too like you maturity plays a big part like you know only 15 like kind of growing up like some players I've seen players on your team that on the 06 team who've always just been able to kind of like okay head down like next play we'll get yeah. it we'll do it um that's something she's learning to do and this person that we that's awesome. you know kind of found for her I think is really helping her understand that like it really is not that deep, <laughs> you know. Like the next play, it's it's and so, and there's more tech. I mean, you there's more. Yeah, there's, there's more, more to it. it. It's it's not that simple. But yeah. um, I think 
one of the most important things that we did for her, just with everything coming at her, having her have an outlet of somebody who understands this world and understands what um, what will help her. Yeah. Because it's not, you're right, it's not just physical. It's, it's, it's mental. A lot yeah. of it is. Yeah, even even the physical skill you initiate, <laughs> the brain does all that. It just right. gets yeah. really busy when there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Um, I, I, JB, I'm remembering back to the first episode we did with Bree McCarthy, who's over at Lufuse, and she's Canadian national player. But one of the things that she remarked on was, in the for her, that the lack of teenage young players playing pro in the U.S. as compared to over in Europe. Does that strike you? I mean, there's there's not that many teenagers playing in pro. Do, do we need more? I think if you want it and you want that drive and you want the next level, then yeah, I think if you because talking to my national teammates, like there's like there's there, there's a few of them that go pro right now and they just don't simply want that. Like they want to go to college and they want that experience. And I think if you want the pro life and that like lifestyle, then yeah, you should make that jump because you look at Europe and they're like college isn't even an option really for them. If you want to come play college, you come over here, over there. Yeah. You're at the U18 team and you're like trying to break into that the second team or the first team signing a first team contract like stuff like that. That's more academy like, right? Yeah, Maybe I like, think it's yeah. more. Well, we like, don't have that in the women's game no, here. Not right? yet. Okay, so no disre- <laughs> no disrespect at all to current yeah. dream team. You play you play anywhere because you've been following it. You know that professional leagues, you know our our league is developing. The European leagues are a little bit more advanced. Do you yeah. have like? You know, that North Star that was, uh, you know, pinned up on the wall, for, you know, uh, over the last few years? I'd say Man City. <clears throat> Man City. She's going to stay true. I would, stay I true. would, I would love to go play for Man City. I know Scotty at Gallagher, he's a big Arsenal fan. He's like, oh, you got to go to Arsenal. got to go to Arsenal. I'm like, I, nobody, I mean. Yeah, nobody's listening to Scotty. No. <laughs> I mean, I think that. I mean, Man City, that'd be cool. I think, obviously, Barcelona, what they're doing is absolutely insane. And I think Lyon, too. I would like to play in France. I do take French class, so I've been trying He's to like, work I'm on that. He's like, I'm getting ready. I No, I, I was talking to my agent about it. French. I'm like, I'm working on my French. And he was like, okay, good. What do you think, Mom, Lyon or London? Um, so and where do you want to go, Mom? <laughs> well, no, I'm getting shipped off this time. First. First. Let's go to Kansas City and let's yeah. yeah. True, true, true. You rain them back in. Yeah. yeah. And then you rain the hopes and the dreams back to just reality. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But well, just a dream. But, but, but those hopes and dreams now that the, the league is starting to prosper, um, you know, when you look at, I mean, Kansas City is one of the better examples because they're putting some real money into it. It's, it's a soccer-specific stadium that is theirs. Um, you got to feel like... Maybe you don't realize it yet, or maybe you guys have talked about it. You're on the tip of the arrow of kind of where this is going because there, clearly there was national press in regards to your signing within the soccer world. Uh, has any of that reality set in that you are, you know, all this work, all this dedication and drive, it's clipping on another level? Are you, are you cognizant of what it means to other young girls that are looking at you as as an idol you yeah. have fans they're in my house <laughs> i think i've realized it because i a little bit but i don't think it's said in fully like i understand like oh like i saw some of the comments like how excited people were for me and i'm like i don't even know you like you could live in uh, europe and i've never like i just don't know you and i think also gallagher is like they've done that too like a lot of the younger girls, even before any of this, like, they looked up to my 06 team because of what we had done the past two years. So, like, 
they would come to our games and they'd sit there and watch and they'd just be so excited for us. So I feel like I've realized like, oh, there's little girls that truly look up to like, not even just me, but like girls on my, like the Gallagher team. So I feel like I it's realized a little bit, but from a KC perspective, I don't think I've really it's really set in for me that like oh my gosh I'm gonna be playing in that new stadium next year. Well, <laughs> and, and little girls are gonna be buying your jersey. Yeah, I, and I your name will be it. on their backs. Your yeah. picture will be on their wall or their Crazy. I don't know people that do anything maybe put on their the wallpaper like, like on their wallpaper on their <laughs> yeah. phone. You know, um, two questions I want to get them out so I don't forget. Number one, I know KC has talked a lot about uh, current the the. the female specific stadium and I'd really like to know if you know what, what that really means I'm, I'm hoping it doesn't mean anything different other than it's just dedicated to that team and they're not going to get bounced by another team and two you mentioned pro-life like what what is pro-life but first the stadium yeah. I just want to forget no it's totally women's like they I was talking to someone about it and she was like we may have small concerts here other than that or like maybe some rugby other than that it is ours all the time, no one else is so going to come So that when in. they say female specific, because so if you go to my generation, you're going to look and be like, uh, did you make the field smaller? Did you short like back? Yeah. We talk to if you talk to Michelle Akers, you know, they only played 80 minute halves yeah. because way, 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 way back then it wasn't thought that w women could play 90 yeah. minute game. Are you kidding? So I'm hoping it, the stadium is just because it's dedicated. It's, it's, which is it's awesome. exactly the <clears throat> same. I mean, you look at City Park and you compare it to that. Yeah, the size is different, but I think it, to me, the field yeah. is the exact For now. Same. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, I mean, I think they sold out season tickets. They, they did. Yeah. Wow. Which isn't very impressive for them. I mean, we've seen the, um, we've seen it twice, like walked through. And I've seen it three, actually. Oh, you've seen it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, mom. I've seen, I've seen that up, progress. Mom. Of course you have. Um, <laughs> it's going to be amazing. The like, progress the that, progress that has been made. The locker room. Sadly, can't can't go. Oh well, it's it's amazing. Like just all the the kind of like you can see the structure of what's yeah. happening and like and just the river. The I think that's the the best part. The river run right behind it and the scoreboard and the food in the stadium is going to be insane. <laughs> nice. Now, yeah. Well, I appreciate that as being no, maybe a fan. <laughs> it is going to be good. Yeah. So you mentioned pro life, yeah. right? And so, like you said, like some people are capable of playing pro, but they want college life. Yeah. And I have an idea of what that was like having played um, uh, at, at a point a long time ago, <laughs> but I don't, I mean, what is pro life? How is it different? Do you know, like, how, how I kind of have, a, a, I mean, I was there all of October, so I kind of know, like, what I would do for next season. Like, and what like, does a day in a life look for Alex Pfeiffer when she is playing for the Kansas City Current? And she's not here in St. Louis anymore. Yeah. I know that, like, we did training at 1030. I don't know how much that's going to change next year with everyone coming in. So we'll see. But I I get there, like, 830, eat breakfast because the chef's amazing. So it's top food. Then meetings at 915. So, like, normally I would either sit in there and just eat and wait and chill and talk to other people. Or I would go over into the academy building and get dressed into my training gear. And then I would come back for the meeting. Um, so it just kind of depends, but after the meeting, which is normally just like what you're doing for training, but, or if they were like still playing, they would talk about like what they're doing for the week to prepare for the game at the end of the week. So it just kind of depends like what, what the week looked like. So after that, I would go back and get my cleats or get ready. And then I'd have like, I'd have like 20, 30 minutes and then I'd go out to the field and I would just like, I just mess around for like 20 minutes, just juggling with like some of the players, which is always fun because, like, just juggling with them or just passing with them is always a fun thing to do. And then after that, we train from, like, 10.30 probably. I was normally out there from 
at least 12, 12, 15. Because we train, and then I always like to do shooting after with some of the assistant coaches because they played. So, like, it's always fun doing that with them. And then I would go in and eat lunch, shower, and then my mom would come pick me up. But I feel like next season, I think I'd probably do some schoolwork there. Doesn't say, well, like, she does you know, school. In the, so, yeah. so she did all that in the morning, and right? And then comes back and then does school for like online, three to four right? hours. So you're online. just online. Yeah, yeah it's completely it's online. It's like a long day. It's a long day. Yeah. But I mean, like, it's fun. It, it's fun. <laughs> she, you know, wouldn't have it any other way. But we'll see. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know what. Yeah. A lot preseason looks like and what it looks like when you're preparing to go out of town and and kind of all of those things. So do I have this right that I heard that if you once you commit pro, you're not playing college ball? Is that is that, that true? Is, that is correct. Okay. I can only yeah. take my edu- I can do education. Can, oh, yeah, sure. Right. But then, other than that, no. Right. I cannot play any. Yeah. How, how are you decision. with that? Yeah, I was going to. So for <clears throat> me and, and Brian, we were always like, you're going to college. You're going to get an education. Like you have to do that because at some point yeah. you will not be kicking a ball anymore in in the same way that you are now and so like you're going to have to have or you will kind of and it really hurts the next day <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> painful you're going to have to have an education to support whatever kind of career you want whether it's coaching or like you know managing or whatever, whatever it is yeah. um i think that you know understanding that we needed to be supportive of of you know, her being able to accelerate her development, understanding that she could go back to college or she can take classes, right? Like we actually um, talked a little bit about that too. Like, okay, when she's done with high school, which she still has to finish that, um, I want her to keep going to school and, and earn her degree. If it takes her five, seven years, whatever that means, but it should be something that is meaningful to her and that she's going to be able to use. Um, but I think we just understood that this is kind of like the prime time for her and her skill and, and and she's still growing and developing and so like let's let's let her play out those um play that out right now while you're while you're young you know yeah well let, let me um i'm really curious about your opinion the, kind of the feelings that you get when it pertains to, to two things in particular um one is you're you're a teenage pro women's soccer player going to a team that has a dedicated stadium, you know, and on this show, we often talk about the inequity between the men's side and the women's side um, across the board in, in, in different, different spectrums. Has it set in that you're part of that battle, part of that movement to raise awareness, to raise kind of the value of the women's side of the game is that important to you at all yeah it's really important to me i think i've real i think i recognize it a lot eh, maybe last year or two years like i just thought about it and i was like how can i change women's soccer because i feel like it needs to change some way or another because i think if people like minded like me should be able to just go through an academy and be able to jump onto a first team i think like <clears throat> that's something that i'm passionate about and want to help do yeah i mean i think she sees you know every couple of weeks there's another 14 15 year old boy that's getting signed to a homegrown contract and and she was like I want to do that like that's that's you know how do I do that and I I think Kansas City has you know the owners have been very vocal about trying to create that pro to pathway and that there is this I think you know what you're kind of alluding to is this Mm -hmm. shift in women's soccer that like 
we need to do more, you know, especially as, as we think about like our first national team to develop them at younger ages that get them to this point more quickly. Yeah. Um, and, and just to give that infrastructure or have that infrastructure in place for players like Alex, and I'm, I know there's tons of others, right, that like want to do this, um, but it's just not there yet, right? So how do you kind of work to make sure that you're making your voice known and that, yeah. and that you can help in any way that you can? For sure. the, the other front that I'm curious about is, again, getting into your gut, your heart, and that is playing for the national team. You know, the opportunity to wear that kit. Yeah. Um, when when it when the opportunity presented itself the first time and then fast forwarding through to now and the experiences that you have do you look at uh, patriotism or you know the, the pride in wearing that jersey yeah. do you look at it differently now kind of given where you've been navigating from club and now pro and and there's the national team that's just continues to support you how does that make you feel as uh, an American woman. I think the feeling is honestly unreal. Like they told us, like there's only two people that ever get to represent your country: those who fight for us and those who get to play sports for us. So I think I take pride in that because I'm one of very few that actually get to represent our country at a world stage, and I think that's really important to me. And I think it is a different feeling. Like even when I would put like that jersey on compared to Gallagher, I was like, oh, this feels different. Like this is different. And I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to tell Patch that. <laughs> no, yeah, Patch no. Knows, but. <laughs> I think everyone that's played in a national team like feels that way. Like I was talking to Grace about it, and she's like, it's just different. Like when you play in front of those type of people, and like, it, I don't know, it's it's crazy. Well, I would say, you know, like you would know better, right? Yeah. But the the just like environment, right? It's, like, yeah, it's, it's different. It's, it's everyone's there to push each other, be better. But they're also there, like, at the same time, they're some of my best friends, I would say. So, yeah. like, it's it's a competitive but also very tight friendships, but also not so tight friendships. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at you're, times. You're competing. Right, yeah. 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 Sometimes yeah. there's, there. I mean, it happens to everyone, no matter what team. Is it national team? It's club? It's pro? You don't have those friendships with everyone. Yeah, you're right. battling with that player to... to get better to make them better but to also get the Beat them out yeah. that's right absolutely and that's that's the coolest part about competition is i also find for for me anyway um that many times you hear being competitive being used as a derogatory term like it, oh, yeah. he or she is so competitive it's like that's not bad no, like, mm -hmm. not you can be a recreational player who's a big fat jerk <laughs> and you can be a super competitive player that's a great sport yeah but right. when we step on the pitch right i'm going to win yeah right? Right. and i'm going right. to do what it takes to win and you know if yeah. i follow you i follow you or whatever that means what has been, and mom, you're like, would you say your biggest, like, what a whirlwind, right? But like, if you've kind of taken a breath in this moment, like, what's been like the biggest takeaway or lesson so far? Because I'm sure you're going to have plenty more. They're smiling at each other. No, you, go, no, you can go. You want me to go? Yeah. <laughs> Alex I hear, is like, I, I, I need a moment. I, I want to hear what you have to say. I just, I think that we are just so grateful for the opportunity and we we don't know what to expect really. Do you know what I mean? Like I said earlier that it doesn't feel real because we're here at home, like making plans to get there and, and, and you know, trying to navigate what that looks like. Like we're gonna go first and then my husband and son will come over the summer and like, so it's just, I think, a, a, just gratitude that this opportunity is in front of us and that we should just like be grateful every day for yeah. what's to come. And it's exciting. I mean, you can't like, but again, for me, I think when I 
get to that stadium and see her walk out on the field for the first time, I'm going to cry my eyes out, even even if she doesn't get into the game. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> come on, every parent, any parent would. Sure. So, I don't know about that. You're just, you're just different. I guess. I'm happy. <laughs> what about you, happy. Alex? What about you? What do you think so far? I feel like I have two. I feel like the biggest takeaway for me is just like honestly seeing hard work pay off. I know I still have so much to do, but I don't think like I've honestly seen like seeing it for myself. Like I've seen other people do it, but I've never seen like my like myself work so hard for something and then it actually happen. Like I feel like it's been such a long <laughs> process. But All like your 15 years. <laughs> in, yeah. in my long, long 15 years. <laughs> no, but I mean it's just it was a long process and it's like exciting and crazy that it's finally happened but I still have so much to do and I think the work continues but my other takeaway I would say is just like obviously I'm super grateful for this opportunity and I I thank KC so much for it and I don't think it'd be possible like yeah without all their support and help and even the new the fans they they're already pretty supportive but yeah online yeah even here in St. Louis the Missouri fans the Missouri fans that happen to live in Kansas City (laughs) well well played say that over and over and over well played see she's already getting good for media Uh, quick quick one one more is like so I got a 7 year old and I got a a, a 15 year old who's not far you know 7 year old maybe doesn't need advice because like every other day she changes what she wants to do whatever's fine but but that 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 15 year old she's a whole lot closer to you and and she She's, you know, she's got an eyeball on some stuff for people like that, or maybe they're 10 or they're 12 and they're looking up to you. What's something they got to think about? Or what's a piece of advice besides doing all your touches, 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 touches. What what is something that they need to think about if this is where they want to go? First, I would say for if I had the opportunity, I would in time to go back to go more into my mental part. Because I think if you establish a like strong mental game you will be unstoppable no matter how like good your skill is like you're already better than everyone else on the pitch because your mental is so much stronger so I would say having a really strong mental game and also just being passionate and respectful and happy and joyful because you never know what tomorrow holds you might not be able to play soccer ever again I think that's kind of what I look at you're Can I pro. have that audio clip, please? I need that. I need to play that for. Myself. I'll cut that out. Yeah, Thank you. you're a pro. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna close this out with two extremely hard hitting questions here. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, number one is after your first contract and you kill it. Yeah. And the big re up comes and they splash a barge worth of cash your way. What's the first thing you buy? What's the first oh, big God. frivolous Ooh. purchase? Mom's like, my invoice. Yeah. Honestly, I would probably get them something. Aww. Because Aww. I look at other people and I'm like, wow, that's so cool. Like, I wish I could give my parents something one day. Aww, thanks. Or I would get myself a car. What okay. Ki- well, okay, what kind of car? Uh, Probably a Porsche SUV. Very practical, yet Porsche. Yeah, not at all practical. Uh, I just saw a <laughs> crash test where the Porsche got. Oh, yes. Oh, uh, mom's totally. a Volvo. Mom's like, no. no. got to buy a Volvo. <laughs> now, the, now, the much more important question. Yeah. Uh, first home game, for whatever. First game you play, mom yeah. and dad are there, front row. You score the game winner in sudden death. Who do you <laughs> blow your kiss to? My 
brother. <laughs> neutral. You, probably you very trained. neutral. Well done. She's, no, she honestly, is more than prepared no, for media. Honestly, he's my biggest supporter. On the lowest of keys, he's my biggest supporter. Yeah, Aww. he is. Hey, uh, this has been a blast for me. Me too. Uh, Alex, congratulations. Thank you so much. Best of luck. We Thank will you. be following you, obviously. Thank you. Your path and yeah. uh, we will be fans. Uh, Mom, Kate, thank, thank you, you for the Ubering and the and the groceries <laughs> and the all that other momming. stuff. Soccer, soccer momming. momming. And Jen, thank you. <laughs> thank you. For keeping me on the rails today. <laughs> um, guys, best of luck. Thank we'll you see so you much. next time. Yep. Uh, and we already want to commit them to a part two. <clears throat> oh, you're coming back. Oh, yeah, sure. for sure. Anytime. Yeah. Anytime. I'm happy to be back. Thank all you. Right. Maybe it's soccer dad so your dad can yeah a little oh we can move you over to the other side of the fence bring you to, your dad can come chat with us maybe H- have you listened to any of that you, have you heard jared bertrand or those I've, guys on i've there? heard a little bit of it yeah okay my dad, i apologize I'll, now i'll be in the car and it's on <laughs> yeah i enjoy it and now you're gonna like dad i got my own listen yeah. to my All right. episode well, t- tell you, i tell you what here's what we'll do i'll double down yeah. bring your dad and your brother on with you oh, come over to the soccer dad pod we'll make that happen perfect all right guys thank, thank you. you have a great rest of the week jen we'll see you next the next one. Mellow Mushroom, thank you for hosting. And we're out here with a little uh, Alex's favorite, little Kanye. See ya.